0: So I'm just gonna assume everybody's here uh, in the uh, Facebook group and first off I just will start off with saying thank you. Um, I do have some notes um, And then we can kind of have a free-for-all First off everybody keeps talking about it. Here is a uh, that's Izzy people kind of on Instagram can barely see her right there. That's Izzy She's an old sidekick. She kind of has she's a package deal We're a team um, but yeah, so Everybody on the, uh, God. this is the world we live in. Trying to get all of this centered and perfect. Um, but, uh, good God. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm on the Facebook group, and I just wanted to kind of introduce myself. There's a page, it's called Bosley for Reacher. Uh, it's basically, um, my goal with this page is, I keep comparing it to the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool scenario. And for those of you who don't know in the, the Reacher world, the short version is, is when uh, Deadpool was hadn't come out yet. and wasn't even on the radar to be a movie um, Rated R uh, comic book comic book movies hadn't even existed yet, and so uh, Ryan Reynolds did some uh, CGI stuff they did uh, they actually filmed filmed a scene and a lot of it was just in the computer But then Ryan Reynolds voiced it and then it accidentally leaked online And that was his push to get Deadpool made and to get the role of Deadpool of which if you're a comic book fan or whatever you know he was made for that role, and so um, that's kind of why I was compared to the Ryan Reynolds thing. Is but however, he's Ryan freaking Reynolds. He, uh, it's not hard to cast him. He, he's, he's a, he's a sure thing, so to speak. He's a name already. But I keep using that metaphor or that comparison uh, in this pursuit of Jack Reacher for multiple reasons. Um, one, because he broke the rules of Hollywood, and uh, that's what I'm trying to do here. And number two is. For those of you who don't know, and I don't mean any of this pretentious, uh, but for those of you who don't know, this, the way Mr. Uh, Child, just all these things lining up are unprecedented. Uh, Mr. Child is doing his book tour for Past Tense, his latest book. Um, his contract uh, altered or changed with um, the studio, and you know whether he has to stick with Tom Cruise or not. And as we all know, he's not. And he's voiced. I've heard it in person, and I've uh, he's voiced it online and in interviews. Uh, he wants to cast an unknown. All three of those things happening at the same time are ungodly, uh, unprecedented, and um, uh, he uh, he has stated that he wants he I believe he has final rights and final decision making in the casting process, which a lot of times the authors don't have. Uh, pretty much the studio goes, "Hey, I want to we want to make a movie, but we want to guarantee it makes money, so get The Rock and Kevin Hart over here, and it'll make money." No disrespect to The Rock and Kevin Hart, but that's how it is. So that's why this push is existing by me, is because I, I truly mean as a fan, I know I am right for Jack Reacher. Um, I'll get into a couple things in my notes here for that, but that is why the push is the whole Ryan Reynolds Deadpool scenario, the uh, timing of what Mr. Child is doing with um, getting it to a TV uh, a show like Netflix, Uh, him being out and about pitching past tense talking about it the loss of uh, Tom Cruise the need for an unknown actor and um, All that stuff just happening at the same time. That's why I've created this group the Bosley for Reacher group is Because I want to kind of reverse design this because um, I look at These movies like I'll just keep using Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds is that guy loved the accuracy of the comic books I'll keep saying the source material and he did everything possible to stick to it. He fought it, he said, no, it's rated R because the source material was was rated R. And um, it is something noble and worthy to emulate. However, now I want to take, and that was in cinema and filmmaking, that was truly, um, dare I say, groundbreaking. That doesn't happen. Um, it's very rare. You hear the story about, like, you know, or uh, right there, Stallone, saying, no, you're casting me in Rocky. That doesn't happen. These, there's rare occurrences where studios just go for it and take a risk. And um, that is why I'm doing it this. But I want to take it my step further is involving my peers. And by peers, I mean my, the fans, not my fans per se. Having my supporters, and I, it seems like such a pompous thing to say, but my fans along for the ride and supporting me is great. But having Jack Reacher and Lee Child fans who I consider peers um, guiding me and directing me and helping me create this, um, that is why I am doing it this way. Because like, what if we were all uh, Aquaman fans or Deadpool fans or, or whatever movie fans that had, you know, I mean, you could even use um, Lord of the Rings, um, the Harry Potter books, the Twilight books, whatever, anything that has a massive uh, source material base. If What if you could work with other fans to help cast the ideal lead characters in those in those universes that's what I'm that's never been done it's happened you know you'll find out after the fact so and so is this guy in this this movie based on uh, you know like the Lord of the Rings movies But that was it you didn't get any say you saw the movies and then you could complain or um, go with it you couldn't really be part of it so because all this is happening uh, so uh, fast and yet I'm still ahead of the game that is why now as peers, as Jack Reacher fans, we're all working together because as a fan, I know it's hard to believe that I can separate the two, but as a fan, I know this guy, Jeff Bodley, is perfect for this role. And if he's not, he'll find a way to be perfect. And if there's something he's de- de- um, deficient in, he'll find a way to make it better. Uh, I guarantee you that. So where I, I, I know I'm not perfect, but I guarantee you I will work hard to amalgamize and become the perfect Jack Reacher Every way shape or form not just physically physical is bullcrap. That's easy But as far as performance wise what we all hear and read when we read about Jack Reacher in the book What we get from him from page to mind and I want to work with Jack Reacher fans to create that it's it's I'll say a lot it is Unprecedented that this happened this is happening and imagine we've all wanted to see Jack Reacher uh, now that when Jack Reacher one came out and the when the books first came out Binge-watching Netflix wasn't really like that big of a thing. But now imagine all the adventures and all 23-plus books of Mr. Childs. Imagine now we can see those on Netflix every week or, you know, binge them or whatever and see a new chapter done right by the right guy rate it with the right rating and just look forward to that. And I truly believe this is it. This is unheard of. So that's my passion thing about it. So um, I'll just kind of go down a bullet list here. Of stuff um, I know a lot of people. If you're here, you kind of already seen me massively smash you with who I am, and I'll just try to keep it brief. But who I am, <laughs> I'm Jeff Bosley. I grew up playing pretend a lot. I really a lot. Uh, my mom actually might be on here watching right now. Um, I, uh, I took parachutes from GI Joes and wrapped them around my neck and used them as capes. Um, I played Indiana Jones. Uh, i stacked up wood on the bottom of a sled or a slide and pretended I was Indiana Jones and slid through it and busted my teeth out uh, I've been in a fantasy world almost maybe to a fault most of my life um, I Knew I always wanted to grow up and do something in movies But I I ended up going to try a couple practical things which brings me to my next point my next thing I did was uh, I was in college I, I was in a four-year theater program and a four-year pre-med program and sports medicine and I did a lot, and then finally I decided to join the Army Special Forces. And this isn't a coincidence, I really need coffee. Um, So, I was waiting for it to brew. (laughs) My throat is raw. Uh, I've been talking a lot, I'm almost certain I'm getting sick. (laughs) Um, So then I joined the Army Special Forces, the Green Berets, for those of you who don't know what that is. It's basically... (laughs) Army Special Forces. Uh, We don't... We run around the world and do a lot if you saw the Chris Hemsworth movie uh, 12 strong that touched on kind of what we are. Anything you think you know about Navy SEALs. We're kind of the same That's the gist of it. We do a lot of very cool stuff I did that for uh, a while and then I was a firefighter for a couple of years and then finally uh, And while I was, while I did all that I was doing indie films and I was doing all these random things Just kind of getting a taste of acting and getting back into it taking classes and then finally after about after being a firefighter A certain amount of things happened, a divorce and a couple other things where I just said, you know, screw it, move to LA and do it for real. Uh, I did that about five years ago and I've been doing it ever since. So that brings me to one of the points um, as far as I know some people are like, who's this dude? He was in the army. Now he thinks just because he might be able to look like Jack Reacher and he's a fan, he should be in the movie. I'm a working actor. Uh, I've taken years and years of conservatory training, uh, my theater major, um, I take classes and workshops, I work on set, I'm, I'm in the movie Vice coming up with Christian Bale, I'm on, I was on SEAL Team. I'm not just pulling this out of my butt thinking, oh I have this experience, now I should be the next Jack Reacher. Um, so that brings me to that point of um, why I truly believe as a character and as a person, I fully am the perfect person to uh, begin the Jack Reacher uh, journey. Uh, because, like I said, it's it's constantly evolving. It'll be something that needs to be worked on and get better. I'm not just like a plug and play. But I get business Hollywood. I get performance art in Hollywood. I get um, military. Um, so you name it, I probably have an answer or some sort of a retort uh, about it. Um, so, yeah, that was it. Uh, theater with indie film, uh, Green Beret, Firefighter, Back to Movies. And I've been working in movies and TV ever since I'm producing my own feature film, too uh, So I, I do get Filmmaking and I was a Green Beret <laughs> and I'm six and a half feet tall, uh, so we'll get to all that um, Again chime in you guys uh, that are here. I'm, I'm kind of noting if anybody says anything I'm, I'm taking notes, so you're welcome to chime in people on Instagram. I'm trying to keep up. That was kind of a last-minute thing um, So I'm just going down my notes I touched on it earlier is one of the things I want a lot of people to know is uh, why I'm so passionate about this and why I'm just almost kind of beating it to death is Hollywood has a very short-term memory. Um, And uh, they like shiny objects, and it's all about numbers, sadly. uh, It it is an art. I love acting as an art. Uh, It's very rewarding. But at the same time, everybody involved in a movie uh, is doing it some way, shape, or form to put food on their table. So at the end of the day, it is still a business. So it's hard to have an artistic venture that is a business, but it is what it is. is. I do it. I love it. Hell, I would probably do the Jack Reacher for free on Netflix. You didn't hear me say that. Uh, legally, they can't because it'd be a union job, but I like the character and acting that much. Um, but Hollywood wants guaranteed income. That's why... Uh, you know, and I, I say this with respect. You throw you threw the rock in the Fast and Furious franchise. Fast and Furious franchise was saved. Uh, now, ironically, you throw the rock in anything, and it'll make money. <laughs> oh, I am getting sick. Um, so that's how Hollywood. That's how Hollywood works. And everybody, for anybody that's in not in the know or or has or has said this and said, oh, Jeff, you should be in SWAT or or this show or that show. It's not that easy. And when you're a big name, your agent can call up and say, "Hey, we want him to be in the show," and it's a little easier. That conversation can happen. But when you're doing this clawing crap, the audition has to exist. Uh, and then even then, you can submit to audition. And then even if you get the audition, then they can decide if they don't like you. So all the times where people say, "Hey, you should be in this show. You should be in that show," yeah, I, I that'd be great. But I have there's in, it, until a situation like this Jack Reacher thing happens. There's very little you can proactively force down people's throat without being an annoyance and blacklisted for being a, a bad professional. So that's why this is so unique and so new. Um, I had a point when I was rambling. Um, so that's kind of how Hollywood works, and, and <laughs> it's to a fault. Uh, you know, they're they're they. Uh, so let's say they're doing a new movie. Um, I can think of specifically the Swamp Thing. It's being made by DC. Um, it would be cool to get that lead character role. Um, I remember what I was going to say. I gotta write this note down. I heard in the rumor mill it was being done. Uh, I went. My managers and agents. My manager and agents are ruthlessly awesome. Um, I said, "Hey, can you do this?" And of course, and it's and the role was offer only, which means it's such a big role in such a big movie. They're not going to look at minions. They're going to look at their major players. In fact, a friend of mine got the role. Um, a friend of mine I worked with in a uh, a movie we shot in Korea. Um, and that's just the nature of the beast. So all those times where people say, Oh, Jeff, you're doing the new, this, you should do that. It's, they're only going to go to the guarantees. The biggest opportunities I've had were, were flukes and I by flukes. I mean, it's not like I didn't earn them or I didn't have a reputable, um, reputation to get me in the door, but they were, they were rare. They're not the normal template. You know, like I got to audition for. Uh, Drago's son to play Drago's son in Creed 2 and if you've seen the marketing and advertising he's everywhere now they opted I auditioned um, You know, I don't know performance wise or whatever, but they opted that dude's a boxer. He's not an actor, but that's just the way they went so And that brings me to my other point uh, height as we all know in the Jack Reacher world um, I'm talking myself into a sweat and it's not whiskey. This is coffee Um But we all know Jack Reacher needs to be six and a half feet tall. Nobody's doubting that. Um, It's one of the few things, uh, for those of you who don't know about Jack Reacher, the books don't just kind of haphazardly mention he's six and a half feet tall. It is a plot point, it is a major point in every interaction in the books that he's six and a half feet tall. It's a non negotiable. (laughs) Uh, So it's just, you know, and everybody goes, oh, height shouldn't matter. That's the heightest, or, you know, people not. Well, OK, because then you can go into the thing like, well, hey, what if what if an African-American audition for Batman? Is that being racist? You know, and there's all these things when there's a source material thing and it's a great debate. Don't get me wrong. Like, what if the actor for Rick Grimes before um, from the uh, graphic novels had blonde hair? You know, what if the act- those things I think they're fudgy, like the hair, those are like maybe tertiary features. But primary and secondary features, when there's a source material thing, like a book or novel, a book series or comic series or graphic novels, to me, those are non-negotiable. So Jack Reacher has to be six and a half feet tall. No, maybe shorter with fancy shoes on, but it's not an issue. Anybody who knows me or hangs around six and a half feet tall people, there is a presence and a disproportionality that exists when that person stands up that cannot be replicated. (laughs) It's just, and that's what... Child did with Jack Reacher. The dude stands up and people go, Oh shit. That's Jack Reacher. And then my argument to that is, is boo-hoo, if people are like, oh, short people should have a chance too. I will respectfully say, bullcrap, I have lost more work because I'm too tall than I've got, because I'm tall. And it's not like, oh boo-hoo, I'm tall, I deserve this role, but I'm I, I say, oh boo-hoo, I'm tall, I deserve this to be looked at for this role because. I'm accurately the right height and I have all these other features that um, are good for the character too. Um, tr- uh, Vice coming out right now in uh, uh, I think this I think it's Christmas Day the one with Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney. I had a lot of speaking lines I was on set for two weeks. Uh, day one I was on camera they recast me because so I was too tall uh, and that's Pissy and moany, but just as far as capturing an image, if you have a tall person and a short person in the same shot, the space above the short person looks like crap. And they're not going to ask Christian Bale to stand on a soapbox. It's basically a box to look um, as tall as Jeff Bosley, this new guy on set. They're going to be like, all right, let's recast Jeff Bosley. No big deal. So I lost a major role with lines in Vice with Christian Bale because I looked like crap because of the height discrepancy. And that you know, I don't know anything else beyond that. I don't know, but Mr. Bale was nothing but polite and professional and kind. The director, uh, uh, Adam McKay, was crazy polite and kind. But they did swap me out, and uh, the shorter guy—he's—we're we're friends now, so it's not like we're—I'm pissing and moaning, but that uh, I constantly lose roles for being a giant and on Disney shows, um, because if you—excuse me—I'm really getting sick. If you look at this, it sounds so arrogant. You go, okay, pretty boy, blue eyes, whatever, he looks like an average guy, we could have him play this. And then I walk in the room like, holy shit, that guy's a giant. Too big. And that happens all the time. So you know what? Tables have turned. Uh, Jack Reacher needs to be a giant. And that brings me to another point. Uh, Illusions in Hollywood. Um, Tons of people are saying, and this is kind of um, my competitive side coming out right now, a lot of the names people are throwing out, those guys aren't as tall as you think. Tom Hardy is like, I think 5'9". Um Gerard Butler, I don't even think he's breaks six feet, and if he does it's the low end all these people if, if We're going a height thing where the guy has to be like six and a half feet tall uh, A lot of these people aren't really that tall and that's because of camera trickery And it's no disrespect to him, but if we're committing to that commit to it Let's not do any of this bullcrap camera angles commit to it, and that's why the casting pool for this character unknown just hell unknown and six and a half feet tall right there it's a pretty narrow pool in the city um, and now then I'll say unknown, this tall with my background. I guarantee you I'm almost certain i'm the only one uh, but i I say all of this respectfully I'm rarely i guess cocky, I'm very confident, but when it comes to this role i'm it's all fueled by passion trust me I, I want this so bad. <laughs> Um, oh, people have been commenting, I didn't scroll, God, I'm sorry, I can hear you, how's you feeling, did you bring coffee for the group, God, I'm sorry, I wasn't scrolling over here, I thought it auto-scrolled, son of a, uh, I did bring coffee, but not for the group, I just told you my life story, you can see in here. uh, live streams, which can okay, sorry, working on it, working on it, playing catch up. Sorry, I I hope I didn't miss anything. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Mike. Uh, uh, And this is something I guess I'll touch on, too. Uh, Mike says, uh, I like the way you speak the truth. And that's another thing. I am transparent as crap. Obviously, I'm professionally uh, censored. You know, there's just some things I shouldn't bring up. But I lay it out pretty thick. I mean, it's kind of a catch-22 because I'll piss and moan about life being, you know, things are rough or difficult. And I'm like, oh, man, that's not nobody's business. And then sure as crap, as soon as I post something about that, the next day my DMs will be full of people going, thank you for posting that. It inspired me to get through my bad day. So it's like, well, great. Maybe I should actually post about my frustrations because it helps other people. So, yeah, I'm getting sick. Not good. Not good at all. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, Mike, thank you. Um, that's a mantra is transparency for me. Uh, that's why none, nothing I do is fueled by some weird narcissism. I think there's a, a to be in Hollywood or in movies, there is a weird, micro, you know, small fraction of maybe narcissism, but that's not my fuel. My fuel is transparency, to motivate, to entertain, and uh, if if being transparent does that, great. Uh, that's why on the for those of you who aren't in it, the the Bosley for Reacher Facebook group. That's why I'm posting. I don't post like, oh, I'm having you know cereal today, and oh, look at my cute dog. Like, I kind of keep it Jack Reacher, Jeff Bosley centric, but I like to show you guys what's going on behind the scenes to show that I'm busting my ass for you. Um, to answer this question, uh, don't quote me on any of this because <laughs> things change. Uh, but somebody asked, uh, could Lee Child say directly to producers that he wants you to be Reacher? As I understand it, yes. That is another unprecedented. Thing, uh, he he's the executive producer, and as I as I understand it, cannot quote me. He has like final say in everything. That is never happens. That never ever happens. He and this he said this. You can almost quote me on this. Um, he said it at one presentation. He said another presentation. I've heard him say it online is he the movies he makes help sell books. He didn't get in the movie business to make movies. He got in the movie business to sell his books. So I really feel, and he's a really cool guy, very down to earth, is if the studio isn't playing, uh, playing uh, uh, going along by his rules, he will just say, all right, guys, screw you, I don't need you. Because uh, he has that kind of power, or he has that kind of, uh, he's made it that far in his career. So that's why this is huge, too, is, uh, you know, I, I don't want to kiss up to him in, in a tacky sense. I really respect him. But I, I do want him to know, hey, Jeff Bosley over here. And uh, as you guys have heard on that video um, where I, they brought me into the panel to, to talk, I'm, I'm, I'm very much more in the circle than anybody that's been mentioned on any group ever. Nobody's uh, talked with him and discussed it with a, a, an audience. So, so far I'm uh, at the top of who's uh, been looped into the, his circle um, and uh, been brandied about. So not in a competitive way. I believe everything's cool with Mr. Cruz, but it's kind of weird to think about if things go the way I want, more or less the headlines will read New guy Jeff Posley <laughs> takes the uh, the uh from Mr. Cruz and moves on to Netflix Jack Reacher. Um, so uh, catching up, and I'll go through my notes. I apologize, I didn't realize I needed to scroll here. I thought it auto scrolled. Um, yeah, and again the height and the weight issue. Uh, it there there's not you can't fake that presence, and I'm not I'm not all of this you can believe me or not, but I can't. I can't there's no If anybody is an average height person 578910 11 12 six, 1, the minute a person stands up that's neck that is 600 feet tall you're in an instantly like holy shit that's a big dude and it's in in Jack Reacher fiction world where a lot of stuff is confrontational uh I get up in somebody's face I instantly have the upper hand granted I have a higher center of gravity and I can take they can take me to the ground uh, but there's just there and the, cinematically it's just cool to look at and that's what we're making is we're making a movie we're making TV we're making something entertaining if it weren't entertaining nobody'd be reading the books nobody want to watch the show so yeah that's just something you can't fake and I, I'm not knocking this but as a fan uh, i'll I'll dime it out I, I don't know if this is professional or not but uh, the Punisher series on Netflix I love the Punisher I've always wanted to be the Punisher so I'm slightly jaded but Discounting that as a fan, the first thing I noticed in a pun in one of the Punisher episodes is where two um, like bailiffs were escorting uh, Frank down a uh, in a courthouse, and the uh, <laughs> the bailiffs were almost a head and a half taller than the Punisher, and it just looked silly. And I, I'm I'm as a fan, I don't that just ruins, especially when it comes to comic characters or larger than life characters, metaphorical larger than life characters, let alone giant like let alone literal. Uh, larger-than-life characters. Um, And yes, Adrian, no lip-glossy-pouty look. uh, That has been, I'll touch on that, and I take this as a compliment. I know, I know I don't look like Sloth from Goonies. I'm aware of that. Uh, My mom is on here now, and I thank my mom and my dad for the genes I've been given. Um, You know what I mean, Mom. Uh, So I know I don't look like Sloth. Um, But I do know I can... I always make the the joke online, I can ugly up. Uh, that's where you can count on camera angles and a lot of trickery to maybe make me look less, I hate the word, but I, I know I know what everybody's saying or thinking, I've been told I look too pretty. I don't know what to do about that, I'll go get in some fights, break my nose again, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I truly say this as a fan, I can't have this lip gloss pouty look Jack Reacher. I, I can't. <sighs> um... Uh, Mike asked, uh, "Do I think Lee is watching my pages?" I think so. Um, if not, his people are. Uh, because when I met him for the first time ever uh, in uh, at a, a thing two weeks ago in Huntington, New York, he 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 knew it was me. He was like, uh, "Nice." I said something like, I'm, "Hi, I'm Jeff Bosley." And he was just kind of in his zone. He was being polite, professional, signing books and seeing you know hundreds of people. But when it registered, you could see he goes, "Oh God, yeah, I, yeah." You could tell he was he knew me. Uh, his agent, his manager, his assistant, and I are all now interacting. Um, his friends, uh, the gentleman who was moderating the panel he spoke at and then I ended up speaking at, we're interacting now. So his circle, uh, his friends have helped me. Uh, the circle is there, um, and we're using each other, not using each other maliciously, but we're all working together because it is a delicate dance uh, because I need to stand out when the big names get thrown into this, uh, but also because I know I'm right. So um, I'm I, it's a definite balance, and I know people are probably going God. I'm sorry I'm so sick of Jeff showing us this stuff, but it's I have to use the power of the internet because that's what I have um, Yeah, again, Steven has a good point a small person can't move in the same way or act realistically in that environment agreed um, Adrian I'm answering questions as fast as I can I'm, I think I got them all Um Chris, I'm glad you agree with the Punisher comment. All right, um, and until I see other questions, yes. So I'll just kind of hammer out a couple last things I wanted to bring up, and as I see questions, I'll make sure I scroll better. I apologize from last time. Um, uh, Dickie has a good point. Here's Yeah, I'll I'll just move on to this point, is kind of the bullet point things uh, to discuss, because I'm not unaware that there are some discrepancies. Uh, Dickie Met McMett says, uh, I, th- I know you think you're great for the role. One question. Reacher is 58. Do you think you might appear a bit young? I know makeup will help, but just wondering. Um, so that's about a very huge point, but now, uh, this is a business spin on it, uh, Dickie and others. If they're going to start the series, they're probably not going to start at the end point because there's nowhere to go unless they do, like, they can't spend the entire, let's say they get five, six, seven, eight seasons out of this. If they start at the end, they've already excuse me, they've already, uh, I can't tell, it's almost, almost pretty crude. They've already kind of s- committed to an age thing, and then they'll have to spend an entire one, two, or three seasons doing, like, flashbacks. So from a business standpoint, this is what I would do as a producer, I would start with potentiality. So, like, that's where, like, when we put, some people were saying, Liam Neeson, he's already super old, not super old, he's old for the character, and 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 uh and it'll be too late. Um, you know, like, he won't have much shelf life, so to speak. Um, and so you kind of my theory and i obviously it works in my favor by saying this but I, I firmly objectively believe it is that uh i've had a lot of coffee but i want to get all this out too is that you need to start on the young end of the reacher books uh you know like if you get, if you get the books chronologically because i know they're you know we all know uh people who do or don't know this they were published with like kind of prequels and pre-prequels so like you to read them chronologically it doesn't actually coincide with uh published release or publication date So I would say, yeah, if he's 58, if they commit to this 58-year-old thing, I wouldn't think they would, to be honest with you, because they need to have a a future. And yeah, you can do a lot with age. It's easier to look older than it is to look younger. Um, So that I'm actually not worried about. So if they have to do some weird flash-forward thing, Technology is amazing. Uh, You'd be amazed. That's a point I want to bring up later is what CGI can do. Like We've all seen maybe Avengers and all that, and you can see where they've obviously made Robert Downey Jr. look young. Samuel L. Jackson in the new um, Captain Marvel, they've de-aged him. But you know it's CGI, as great as it is. However, aging, they they will physically add makeup and effects and maybe slightly enhance with uh, makeup or with CGI. So going forward in time, and making something old is way easier than going back in time. That was a long rant, Dickie, but that's my theory. Um, Connie, Connie has an interesting point. I answer a lot of these from a truly producer standpoint. And I have I say some stuff like this in the past where it shoots me in the foot uh, be, as far as getting work. But I would say this. Jack if it's <laughs> so weird playing saying this while it's about me. I think Jack needs to be somewhat good looking so he gets girls in the books. Now I'm not gonna answer that directly because it makes me sound like an a-hole, but it is not unheard of to take scripts and think about audience. So if you take a script with a certain kind of character and you want to expand an audience, the business aspect of Hollywood will do that, whether it's a race thing, unfortunately. Not unfortunately, it's fortunate because it'll, you know, open the casting net wider. There's a weird casting process when they do stuff like this. Like uh, this perfect example, um, uh, the Tom Cruise ironic that I'm bringing it up, uh, the Mummy movie he was in. They did something um, where they actually had an Asian uh, a release for Asia version of the Mummy, where I believe there were something like they had more scenes with a famous uh, Asian actress. And it killed in Asia. That's where they got a lot of their money because it was kind of a flop here in the States. But because of that move, it helped there. So that's a good example of them picking people to help open, a, open up a wider audience. So, you know, if you do these great truisms to a character and it narrows it only to the book fans, you know, they, again, I think Child would, would agree. If he wants to open up his audience to uh, his books, he wants to have a broader approach to that audience. Because if he just does this one thing, only Jack Reacher book fans who are already his customers, so to speak. Only they will care; other people won't. So that's how I'm going to dance around that issue. Connie, <laughs> um, yeah, age is fixed makeup. Yeah, and Steven, the, the books cover from like beginning to end when he's like six years old to eight to like old. So we got plenty of time. Uh, but yeah, Dicky, to look young like six years old, I'm screwed. Uh, thank you for approving the answer because the stuff really matters to me. Uh, there's a lot of pompous a-holes in this world, and I, I don't want to be one of them. Um, but I'll touch on that until I see another question. Um, so, yeah, I'll just go because it was a good point. I'll do the bullet points to kind of like, I don't mean to pitch myself, but because some people are, this is a piecemeal hybridization of, of interaction. Um, just go through, the, go through the list of the things that make Jack Reacher Jack Reacher. Six and a half feet tall. I'm six and a half feet tall. Blue eyes. I have blue eyes. Speaks French. I speak French. It's rusty. But in uh, Green Beret world, I had my assigned language was French. I took French in high school, and in Green Beret world, we had to learn. We had to learn when I went through to read, write, and spell, or read, write, and speak. Um, so my speaking, like just coming up with something, is a little is quite uh, cobwebby. But you give me a script, it's back. I can read it, no big deal, um, and then I can remember what it means. I can translate it, and then I perform it correctly. So French, good. Blue eyes, uh, height, um, military background, extensive. Um, and that's actually one of the things where, uh, military police, again, it's a fictional book, um, and it was a fictional unit of a specialized military police. The fictionalization of the military police more coincides with what my background was militarily. And I'll just use this very simply, and I don't mean to be pompous, the cool stuff, the action, the guns, elite training, all that stuff that typically doesn't coincide with Traditional military police and no disrespect to any MPs out there. So my military background, um, hair, French. I got hands. What is it? Hands the size of turkeys? I only. I, I only have a point of reference here. I don't know. Here, you may know what Ray bands size are. So like, here's a point of reference. So here's a set of Ray bands and here's my hand. So hands the size of turkeys or whatever it was called. Um. Can't remember all the other ones, but yeah, I need to get a little bit bigger because I know uh, I've gotten actually skinnier, ironically, because I was not getting rolls because I was the big dumb animal guy. So I actually have to get bigger to match his his physicality. Um, and I want to ask questions. So how do I get the role, uh, Dickie, I basically just stay on his radar. Um, I continue staying on his his circles radar because he is a busy guy. That's why he has you know an assistant and all these people helping him. You know, but he's obviously I mean hell I've worked I've interacted with him twice and spoke at that panel, so I'm on his radar more than any other actor thus far, um, and so staying on his radar, poking the bear to remind him I'm on his radar because you know we're all busy and memory fades. So I poke the bear, and then when they start auditioning formally, or hell, maybe I'll get to that one dream state where I was talking about earlier in the show show um, about where they offer me the role, where they where they come straight to me and say, "We read it. Let's put you on tape to see what you do it," and then they offer it to me. But then basically, so basically, it's just sustaining my, uh, his memory of me, his crew's memory of me. So when things start getting official, we start going the official channels to the casting office and the audition office and audition and get in the front of him. And he remembers me and he goes, uh, that guy. So right now, this is so preliminary. That's why I'm doing all these unofficial, I keep calling it unconventional Hollywood warfare because there's no formal way. If this were formally set up and, and running, I'd have to go through my agent or my manager. They'd have to go through the casting office. They'd have to fight their way into giving getting the time of day. And then it might not ever get to Lee at that time. That's why I'm doing this so such a huge preemptive strike because it's the only way to do it in this city. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Dickie, the decision makers are aware of me because as I understand it, Lee is the decision maker. Um, and then he can tell his sub-decision makers the decision. Um, so I... I I'm, I'm, I'm maxed on who I can, who can, who I can get to know me as of now. Once Lee hires what is called the, um, I forgot what it's called. It's called the showrunner, kind of the person that obviously runs the show. That person I would need to get on their radar somehow again, or have Lee tell them. But right now, those who need to know do, and have already interacted with me. Uh, Dickie, can we do more to help? Right now it's just social media saturation. And I know it's truly annoying and it's a little bit, no disrespect to them, it's a little bit Kardashian-y, and I'm sorry, uh, but that this is the platform that we can do it on. Uh, you know, knocking on his door or showing up at his house for coffee, it, uh, it's very risky because that's kind of creepy and, and, uh, and, quite frankly, unprofessional. But doing what we're doing now, the two events I went to, it's not like I showed up like a stalker fan. You know, everything was formal. The fact they brought me onto that panel was a surprise and just a, a great professional uh, courtesy. Uh, So right now it's just saturation and it's hard because we also got to pace ourselves and not just blow it so soon and then it For all we know this is a two-year process However, I do argue that if they have their Jack Reacher That answers a lot of problems because like oh we got this let's fire this thing up The rest is easy because we have the scripts we have this we have the stories we have the if we have the Jack Reacher me They just you can actually make a lot happen fast in the city with money and the right decisions (sighs) Uh, Mike asks, how can your new fans or supporters uh, help in efforts to get you this role? Uh, Again, just like I said, the virility of social media. um, Just the sheer analytics, if you're new to social media marketing. If you make up a hashtag, for example, that nobody uses, nothing will happen. But if you combine that with a known hashtag, it helps spin it. So if you share anything of mine or if you want your friends to see it, you have to piggyback so that's why I'm my hashtag for using hashtags for example is Bosley for Reacher but it never is alone without Jack Reacher and um, and or like Lee Child hashtag you know so I that's one way is it's just sheer sharing and selling and a lot of this it's funny in Hollywood you you'll hear I'll hear after the fact I'll get um, I'll talk to somebody about a role and they're like oh you needed I knew the guy that cast for that and it's like why didn't you tell me or give, hook me up or tell them about me? And, and if you know anything like that, that's, that's, this is the time, and I rarely do this, but this is the time I'm calling in every favor. If one of my friends happens to know Paramount or Skydance, uh, the casting directors over there, call in that favor for me. Uh, you will be on my, my who I owe list. Um, so uh, A lot of people don't say anything thinking it's rude, but in Hollywood, you need the help the traditional ways are so thin and difficult and narrow that it that if if somebody has a network I've got my major roles from networking. My major, major personally rewarding, financially rewarding, career rewarding roles were from a guy who said, Oh, I'll get you in, I'll get you the audition, not the formal process. And it's so if you ever know or hear of a guy who knows a guy who knows a woman, it it you this is where I have to swallow my pride and ask. So maybe that's the same with you. Um, Catherine has a good point. I could do a tape. I'm actually a friend of mine and I are actually going to compile. That's why I posted in one of the fan uh, sites, ideal scenes. And we're actually going to transcribe the scene from the book to a script and actually shoot a scene. Um, and that's good for me. That's good for fans. That'll be good for child. Um, let's see. Yeah, and there, I did compile a Jack Reacher-esque reel. Um, And I I believe it's on I I, there is a YouTube Jack Reacher Jeff Bosley channel that has it It is all of my performances that are that lean towards a Jack Reacher-esque performance Uh, For those of us in the Bosley for Reacher group. It's in the video section Um, So I threw that together from other stuff Um, Yeah, and Diana has a good point. Um, It's in the tag if you want to support Uh, Lee posted on his page and I don't know if he has handlers or he did it himself, but he posted Literally, who should be the next Jack Reacher? Um, I'll post the link for I'll just do it right now. Why not? Um, so stand by. I actually have all this for this reason. So, and I have all these. I'm pretty religious about this, as you can imagine. Can um, vote right here. So I'm gonna post this. So here, I'm the thing I'm pasting under my comment right now is you can go to child's post and tag my name, and that I think it's up to like eight hundred so far. Eight hundred people have approved of me, <laughs> so um, that's there. Um... Yeah, Christopher, you're right. Uh, the bar scene in the first Jack Reacher movie, I rewatched that today. I actually, I posted it in the group, and yes, again. No disrespect to Mr. Cruz, I am infatuated with his with his career and his work ethic and his drive, no doubt about it. But when he stood up from his booth, it was a joke. It it didn't do anything. Uh, when they were out in the parking lot, about ready to fight, it was a joke. the The bad guy or the the main guy that he was talking to was almost a head taller than him. It just it didn't work. Um. So yeah, I think I caught up on everything everybody said. I'm going through my notes. <clears throat> um, I covered the bullet points as far as everything I have. The dinner plates for pans, um, Height. Camera tricks. Oh, and then, yeah, as far as this is an interesting performance note. And this is just, you'll have to believe me. Um, none of this is a fake or a facade, this interaction. Uh, anybody who listens to my podcast, I'm proudly a very diverse human being. Uh, anybody who follows me on Instagram saw what I did in New York where I, I, I If you've seen the movie elf a friend and I recreated all the scenes in New York because I'm i like to I'm a fun guy <laughs> I do silly things um, but I've said this to my mom in the past um, I I'm glad my mother never had to see that light switch when I had to do green beret stuff uh, and that that ability Whether it was green beret stuff or my acting training that light switch um that is really me. Uh, not that this isn't sincere, but the stuff that makes Jack Jack, those are things I'm very much like. Uh, obviously, all of us who read the books are enamored with it because a lot of us are like going, "God, that's what I would do in that situation if I lived in, if you know, in, a, in this in a different society where we'd want to headbutt that guy, or you know, we'd want to say the things he says." In the right circumstances, ironically, that is a lot. That is me. Um, obviously, I live in a civil society, but. Tapping tapping into that so to speak. It's not a long uh, It's not a long journey for me to get into a Jack Reacher esque mind space because it's it's it really truly is who I am And that's how I could do my job being mr Jovial Jeff here and fun and then uh, pick up an m4 and uh, head out on an objective and do bad things to bad guys so uh, Yeah, and obviously acting training Good grief um, so uh, catching up on comments Oh, Mike, my, my pleasure. Uh, of course, I'll take time, um, and that kind of brings me to another long pitch or ram- ramble. Is um, for those of you new to my life, uh, you you might not already know this. Whether it, <laughs> I have always vowed to get a career, I always compare it to Hugh Jackman's career. Uh, he he's very diverse. He's crazy nice. He's out of the tabloids. He's and he's very interactive, but he's at a career. His career was established. Then social media came in. I look at it like well what if we could have seen Hugh Jackman's uh, growth and and what how cool would that have been and that's how I look at this is I have I'm not mr. normally hippie guy and like oh put out in the universe guy but I I know I'm gonna die before I quit and in the spirit of that I think it'd be really cool to have people who I know literally are uh, my customers so to speak uh, have them in the journey with me and so uh, Mike my, it's my honor and it, I take it as a compliment for you guys taking five, you know now 50 minutes out of your day listening to me ramble. I'm a complete stranger, um, but I don't take that lightly I probably interact more and my mom's on here still I think she'll she'll probably attest I Probably interact more in, in social this stuff more not because I'm trying to you know I'll, I'll help people out or I'll tag people or you know people scratch my back I scratch yours kind of thing like I don't take any gesture lightly but I interact with y'all because I have firm faith and belief in it's because of you. I even have a fraction of being able to do what I do. Uh, I mean, the two TV shows I was on, just getting support for that made me go, okay, this is why I interact with people is because they care. Uh, and it means the world to me. And what if little Jeff could have interacted with you know, Stallone or the up-and-coming actor in, in college theater could have interacted with Hugh Jackman? That's, that would have just been cool. So I look at it that way. Uh, have I kept up my Green Beret training, Diana? Um, I mean, I couldn't. I could, in some weird post-apocalyptic world, if they said, "Jeff, we need you," I could make it happen. Uh, for those who don't know, Green Berets have four distinct specialties. Mine was medical. Um, so I was not a medic. I'll I'll, I get on a soapbox on that one, or, uh, yeah, soapbox. Earlier I said soapbox. I meant apple box. But I get on a soapbox. I was not a medic. I was a Green Beret. Our our mantra was we were shooters first. But Green Beret medical sergeants, we are trained to do surgery, anesthesia, pharmacology, veterinary medicine, OBGYN, uh, parasitology. I mean, anything to do with medical, we're trained in that. That stuff, I mean, memorizing all of these anesthesia drugs, I've, those are cobwebs long, long ago. And that will never be needed in a movie. Um, I've used it in a movie a couple times where I helped um, – Consult with what medicines would work, but it's you know The knowledge I've lost will not ever translate to film the knowledge I've maintained will always help enhance film as far as the medical stuff. I Am getting sick not good um, as far as Green Beret cool guy shoot gun training. Absolutely. Um, I will probably post some stuff. I work extensively uh, shooting still um, I I'm through just various circles and, and connections. Uh, anybody who saw on the internet a year or so ago, Keanu Reeves shooting a gun at that shooting, outdoor shooting range, I had like orange pylons. I train there, um, I'm friends with them, I go shooting there. I have trained people to, in films to shoot. I've gone there to train and shoot. Um, very much still interactive with that. I'm still very interactive in the Green Bray world with my friends. And and asking for the new techniques or just I'll I'll even like because I know one of the things I learned as a Green Beret is knowing what you don't know and asking you know swallow your pride and do it right so you know if there's a modern film um, I I got contacted a Green Beret friend of mine and said hey what is how do you guys do this now is it the same is it different and and there's always people with more experience and the the Green Beret world although they give me crap for always playing a Navy Seal. They've got my back. They've been nothing but supportive. And they've consulted with me. Uh, one, A Green Beret friend of mine in L.A. has actually got me some of my major jobs. Um, actually, is connected me with some of my major roles. So it's uh, Green Beret training very much still going. At least enough for film. <laughs> um, yes, Mike, exactly. Um, check on my bullet points, make sure I know I've beat this to death for an hour, um, I, yeah, I think that's kind of it, um, if anybody has any questions I'll kind of entertain them, I think an hour is good, that's the saturation point, the point of diminishing returns, I'll, I'll hit y'all over here on Instagram and see if y'all uh, said anything that I could have missed. Um, And like Jack Reacher, I, ironically, as much as I use it, I would, I would like to be off of internet (laughs) and only interact with friends or only interact with supporters. Um, I'll do another post. Some people were asking like what I'm doing physically. I mean, okay, I'll bring it up real quick for the people that are here, I guess. Um, I won't get too in the weeds, but, um, I guess one of the things I, I, uh, I've been weightlifting or bodybuilding or, body or fitness training since 1990. ninety. Gotta get it backwards. 1993 is when I first started getting tall, and I hated being tall. My dad bought me a, a knockoff Bowflex, and I've been training ever since. So I I know if there's something the studio needs me to do, I know what I'll do to get bigger. Izzy's having a nightmare. <laughs> Um, But I know how to change my body. I know how to get shredded. I know how to get muscles Uh, And so I'll adapt accordingly. But in the meantime, I'm going it's easier to Go small than it is to go big. So I'm gonna kind of go in big and then we can go from there Um, It's better to be too big than not big enough. I guess I mean I'll, I'll I won't be absurd, but I'm I'm definitely working out that way. I'm working out with heavy weights to get heavy muscles, but I'm also trying to do a lot of athletic stuff because I still believe that's the one thing where Reacher and I actually have a lot in common, is you would look at us as Great Danes and go, oh, they're dumb, slow, and can't do anything athletic. Surprisingly, as I think the books are written and the movies, I think, did get kind of right, is Reacher is quite athletic. Obviously, for Tom Cruise, it's easy to be athletic because he's a a gymnast. The guy is just a, a freak of nature. However, one thing that nobody really knows about me, if you're new to me, uh, I, I, I train in parkour. Granted, I can't do wazoo backflips, like you know, just standing there, but I can actually do a lot of athletic stuff that people don't see coming. And I do that for the element of surprise. Uh, and it's something I can definitely bring to film. Um, I'm extremely athletic and I'm maintaining that. I don't wanna be just some big, some big dumb slow sloth. So that's what I'm doing, kind of bodybuilding, but I'm not gonna try to look like a bodybuilder, but I'm just trying to put on muscle. I'm going to be athletic, via a lot of circuit training and power training and, and explosive stuff. People might call it CrossFit. I call it Jim Jones. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, reading. Sorry. Thank you, Stephen. That's a really cool comment. Like, really, it means a lot to me. Um, and I, it's funny. And I think this is uh, this might be a big guy thing. A friend of mine, his name's Kevin. He he's a big guy too, and we've always talked about this. And uh. Lee, the author, he's tall, too. I don't care if you have tall muscles or not. There's just something weird in it. like the, psychop- the psychology of the human where big guys are automatically a threat. I don't know if it's some caveman primal thing, but I've always had to actually downplay my uh, aura, if you will, because I know people are automatically threatened by me. So if I go into a bar uh, back in my day, I knew I had to kind of come across hyper polite and hyper jovial because I knew I was competing with an assumed hostility. And that actually happens in casting offices here in LA is I know they're like, Oh, this guy's kind of scary. I, so I'm hyper polite. So they go, okay, this guy's nice. And I'm like that. I mean, I, I have a, I'm not a light switch, you know, like if there's like Steven was mentioning about a fight. I don't just go to town because I know what I have to offer and I know I'm a giant and I'll probably hurt somebody. So I have a slow burn dimmer switch, but I, I will flip that switch as needed. So I, I empathize with the way child wrote Reacher. That's a really cool feature Feature about Reacher, his mouth talks. His mouth, you know, goes pretty fast, but it, he doesn't get involved until it's later in the fight. So um, I'm trying to read this. So I'm trying to catch up. I want to try to wrap this up in an hour. You've done. You guys have been amazing. Um, <sighs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Again, this this will be the weird uh, oddities of movie making. They may keep the beard, they may not, because there are some things when it comes to this. Is actually a point in my book. Uh, the blonde hair, for example, that was one of the things. Uh, we have a photo, as you guys have seen online, there's a Photoshop me with blonde hair. I can't look at it right because I, I can't unsee what I've spent 40 years seeing. Maybe to a stranger, people are like, oh, that looks good. But to me, I just didn't look tough, which Jack Reacher needs to be tough. So there are some compromises that are made in films. Perfect example is uh, the Vampire Lestat. It's from the um, Interview the Vampire series. Not the Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt movie. The second movie, and I forgot the actor's name. The actor has brown hair. Lestat in the books has blonde hair. They put a blonde wig on that guy, and it just looked weird. It didn't work from an objective standpoint. So they're like, screw that. We don't need to be that obsessed with his blonde hair. We'll keep the dude with dark hair because it, it matched that actor's face. You know, So there are some things where they might just go, Jeff, you look silly with blonde hair. I'm not opposed to it. And Again, I said this at the panel with, with Lee um, when we were talking in New York. I will do whatever it takes. Whatever is right, whatever serves Lee and the character and the book, and the, and that's that. So if blonde hair is that, great. If for some reason they're like, oh, hmm. Because one of the things as far as like beard Sony brought up, most post-military people don't stay clean-shaven. <laughs> uh, you know, things have changed over the years since the first Jack Reacher came out. Uh, that's the same with tattoos. Most military people have tattoos. Um, and uh, most people don't like shaving because we spend our entire career shaving. Uh, so it's, it'll just depend, you know, because maybe they want, you know, maybe they're like, well, Jeff looks a little bit older. Let's do clean shaven. We're playing a younger Jack Reacher, but we'll add the beard later or we'll color the gray in. Uh, but like I said, I'll do whatever the crap it takes. Um, if you're not in the movie world or whatever, an actor that says they won't needs to get out of my way and let me have their job because they should be willing to do whatever it takes um there's obviously a health line but I truly believe like I Christian Bale perfect example obviously let's hope he does it with doctors and they monitor his health but I dug what he did for Dick Cheney I literally saw him and he has got fat it and it helps the character uh that's that's up to the actor uh you know and I think that's all that matters and Anybody that thinks otherwise uh, is very rich very successful and has a place to say that or I don't think they take acting seriously um, That's that um, Sorry my throat my voice is almost gone uh everything. Yeah, Steven, I'm with you uh, people people like to pe- I think it's what I call it, peacocking People like to peacock. Hell, I've been in fights because people just—it's kind of like the running joke, and I apologize for this, but there's always a running joke when you get to prison, find the biggest guy and beat him up. For some reason, I think that's a primal thing. Um, I would go into bars with these little scrawny Navy SEALs that are always trying to pick start crap, and I just wanted to sit there and relax. And for some reason, it always came back to me like I was some target of fight that guy, and I got sick of it. But I get it, and like I've lived that, like. It's funny to think of that as a character feature, that you can go, oh, you know, I'm tall, so that helps me act better. But it is an interesting feature. If you, have, if you grow up tall, you get, you get the world you're around, you get the realities of it, you get the insecurities of small men that feel they need to prove something in front of their girl in front of you. It's just an interesting world, and I never would have thought of it until this very second. So uh, this is a, a gentleman that's a very good point, good question, uh, would you prefer to be in a movie, a miniseries, or a TV show? Um, and this—it's the nice cast. There, I really respect. I, if if it's just you, I'll say you. But I don't know if it's you and another person that helps run it. I respect them. I'll say. Um, as far as movie nerdery, um, I love it. So that's a beautiful question. Uh, for an actor's standpoint, a series is really cool because you get to spend a lot of time building a character and building a world, like the characters in Lost. Uh, they built characters. They built backstories. It's really cool. It's almost theatrical in a sense. You get to have a history. A movie, you have to do your homework and all that, but you kind of have to ram it in really fast. Um, <laughs> so, But I just like working, and I like acting. Uh, I love this character, and I personally would like to see it on a Netflix show because it would have a, 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 a longevity. Um, and Instagram is going to cut us off, and I'll go live again in a second. Sorry. Um, sorry, trying to catch up. Uh, voice crack. got a minute and a half to catch up and we probably need to wrap this up i really am amazed people are still waiting um merry christmas to you too yeah uh and i won't um i won't change my body absurdly i'll just have it kind of ready so nobody worry about that um joy they won't offer me a recurring role on SEAL team (laughs) I'm 99% sure of that, That's a long, uh, there's some political stuff to that, but it happens. Uh, so I'll say probably buy the Instagram because you're going to be kicking off soon, uh, and I'll answer, follow me, and I'll kind of mention more what I'm doing for the body transformation for Reacher, it's not drastic, but I'm happy to help, It'll, I'll bring it up a lot. Um, yes, so that was an hour and four minutes, I apologize if I was a little discombobulated, just trying to keep up, touch the notes, answer questions really sick, not good. I have an event tonight. Um, <clears throat> so thank you, Instagram people. Uh, Stephen, thank you. Um, I hear you. Uh, I'm still recovering from having a night like that from uh, New York. So I will say to Instagram, for those of you, thank you for commenting and listening. Um, and we're not on a time hack here for uh, Facebook, but I know we all have lives. Uh, I'll leave this up. I will monitor the comments um, and, and respond I, I to a fault. I am highly interactive, uh, but comment, question, like I said, we, we are building this and I'm not just yanking your chain trying to say the right thing. Uh, I got the chills just saying that. I firmly and truly believe this is mine. This would be not for some popularity contest or to be famous, but this would change the face of TV and movies. Ryan Reynolds, again, I I really go back to that. He did it with Deadpool. Um, It's a little unknown kind of thing to mainstream media. Uh, The nerds and all of us love it, and it's a cool story on the actor side. But this would be unheard of, um, to have the fans and a fan that hopefully can, that I truly believe can act (laughs) fill all these voids uh, it would be unheard of and it would be astonishing it would give young actors hope it would give new filmmakers hope they give me hope <laughs> uh, but it would it, it, this would be huge uh, so on multiple multiple levels I want this uh, um, I want fans to just be like can't wait to watch the next episode. You know, to think about that is just ridiculously rewarding. To have my friends in Colorado that are struggling actors that haven't taken the chance to move out to Los Angeles, I want them to go. Holy God, that's what it takes. I, I see potential now. I see I have faith. Uh, to see friends that are struggling, I want them to have faith. I want to inspire. To see post military veterans to go. Oh God, there is there's life after the military. Um, this sounds very Jesus complexy, and that's not my intention. But it, I I, I to a fault, admittedly. I put a lot of eggs in the basket of needing, not needing this, wanting this, maybe needing this, but it's because I value it all. Uh, I'm I'm pissy and jaded at times, but it's stuff like this that makes me go, we're so close. And this is the biggest and closest thing I've ever experienced in uh, my career. So that was a pretty poetic way to end it. I'll end it there. Uh, for those of you tuned in or tuning in after the fact, or muscling through this uh, while you're cooking later today or whatever, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we'll keep it up. Um, this, I don't, I don't burn out uh, yet. <laughs> uh, so, uh, means the world to me. Thank you so much, everyone. Please take care. It's a, have a great Sunday. I know a lot of people that wanted to be part of this in other countries. I hope you enjoyed it. You're enjoying it after the fact. Um, and that's still just weird for me to even think about. So many in Australia and other countries watching this. So, thank you so much. Please take care. Good night, good day, good afternoon. All right, bye.